presence of the Lord. <laughs> I tell you, we could <laughs> just with praise and worship, I got about five sermons. <laughs> and then five more. <laughs> just when Pastor Jonathan starts praying, it's like, oh yeah, that's good. All right, I'll write that down. Amen. <laughs> It's such a blessing to be here with you all. What an awesome, awesome work that God has done in, in preparing. And the best is yet to come. Hallelujah. God is doing such a supernatural work in this place. And I am so honored to be here and to uh, serve Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Kim in this capacity. And it's the Holy Ghost. That's here and doing everything because uh, we are, I understand that uh, unprofitable servant, uh, it's just what we are created to do. We're just operating out of our express image of Jesus Christ that we are. Amen. Hallelujah. And God provides all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, which is the supernatural inheritance and, and supernatural supply system that he has for us. And he's birthing something really awesome in this place for the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give God the praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I humbly come before this word and in this presence, Father God, hallelujah. Eyes to see, hearts to perceive, ears to hear what you are saying to us personally and corporately, Lord God, that we know this is a tremendous turning point year, the year of restoration of all things. And we, Lord, are in position for you to use us in whatever way you will, for we are bought with a price and we're not our own. And we thank you for that. We thank you for the honor to serve you, Lord Jesus. Oh, God. What an awesome God. Yes. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone that agreed says, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo. <laughs> you don't mind if I just kind of get my <laughs> Holy Ghost balance here. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. We're turning your Bibles to Acts in chapter 26, and we're going to just um, real quickly recap some things and go on to what God has uh, really flooded my heart uh, for you. And I'm a partaker of that because <laughs> Revelation is happening in me as, uh, as the Holy Spirit is ministering. See, uh, sometimes you act like you've known that all your life, and it's coming out fresh out of your heart because for the joy set before him, he endured the cross for his beautiful bride that you are. You are beautiful to him. Because he always sees the end from the beginning. And this is not how it ends. Okay? This is not the end. We're just beginning something. Amen? So in Acts in chapter 26. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
All right. I know it's in here somewhere. We've been in. <laughs> it's your fault. You know that? It's your fault. We okay? Something. Uh, did I do something not right? Let me see. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. We're in and on. Amen. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm floating already, okay? <laughs> Is that okay? All right. Now, we are in Acts chapter 26. This is where Paul had his turnaround and the restoration of all things. And uh, he's got papers from the chief priest. But how many of you know, after this experience, he had papers from the Lord Jesus Christ to invade the earth with a forgiveness of sins and an inheritance from heaven. Amen. And so uh, we find here where Jesus appears to him and he gives him his commission and assignment right off. Okay? And he says, I am delivering you from the Gentiles and whom I, to whom I'm sending you. And in verse 18, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they might receive forgiveness of sins and, see, we pre preach the first part of that. We preach forgiveness of sins. We have even preached the new creation. We have even preached the grace that Jesus brought in the New Testament. But what about the inheritance? What about this inheritance that Jesus, from the very beginning, told Paul, who was Saul, a murderer and a persecutor of the church, but he changed his name, and he told him, now you Go preach the inheritance that I have reserved in them, for them from before the foundation of the world that they might receive it. Hallelujah. You can't receive it unless it's preached. But if it's preached, something happens on the inside of you. Light comes on on the inside of you. Understanding comes to your soul and your soul is lifted up. Into a place where the enemy cannot touch you or yours. And your inheritance is safe. How many of you know when, when you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you had no idea what all was happening to you. All you need to do is get rid of some, some sin. All you need to get rid of this condemnation. All you got where you missed it and where you tried and you, and you tried to get back. You tried to do right again. 
You tried to get that pure innocence that you were born with and, and you wanted to get back to that innocence that you knew that you had in, in, as a, a youth. And you could not get there. Why? Because there was a defeated devil that had snared you in your soul and had brought you into his sin system. But when you came to Jesus, when you came to Jesus, he not only took the sin, but he, by the Holy Ghost, came into your heart and recreated you spiritually in his image. You are the express image of Jesus Christ in your spirit. That's who you are. And that previous resident that pre predisposed you to sin and to be in a position to agree with Satan, a son and a daughter of hell, and being manipulated and controlled by the prince of that world system. No, you are delivered in your spirit, totally set free. Isn't that just like God, not just to forgive you, but to recreate you. So you have a tendency to righteousness instead of sin. A righteous nature instead of a sin nature. <laughs> and now, he expects you to recreate your life. By recreating your soul in that image. Because without your soul being saved. See, when you, before you were born again, you spirit, you soul, you body, you were an enemy of God. But when you came to Jesus and he recreated you, spirit, in his image, you were one spirit with the Lord, equally yoked with the bridegroom. <laughs> Let me say this. When you were born again, <laughs> he recreated you a virgin. <laughs> Paul said, I presented you as chaste virgins to Christ. <laughs> Joke on you, defeated devil. <laughs> Hallelujah. But your soul and your body were still enemies of God. You were thinking like you used to. You still, you know, so, and because a lot of people are thinking, I know I gave my life to God. I know something marvelous has happened in me. I made that decision. But I don't feel saved. I'm still thinking the way I used to think. My body's still trained to do whatever before. See? But they have to understand that the salvation of the soul is a process. But... 
You can, by the grace of God, not your own works, not your own strength. That's right. It's not going to happen like that. But by the grace of God, you can save your soul into a position of spiritual mindedness. Now, what is that? Recreated in the image of the likeness of you. New creation. Okay. The previous resident, the one that was crucified in Christ, gone, dead, buried, out of here, has no place in you anymore. Recreated your soul in its image of sin in agreement with the defeated devil. But now we're in agreement with God Almighty recreating our souls in His image. Amen? So that spirit and soul can flow in agreement to manifest supernatural supply in this natural realm. Supply for your health, supply for your finances, supply for your family, for your ministry, for... Glory to God! And so from the very beginning, this is what Jesus commissioned Paul to preach. The new creation... And a new creation has to have a new creation inheritance. So it has to flow out of your heart. That's why you're a cheerful, joyful giver as one that puts his heart into his life, into his giving. See? Because that's the express image of Jesus Christ that's not going to miss it. That's right. That's right. You're not going to tell that story. (laughs) Fatley and I, my husband. By the way, my husband, Fatley, Smither. (laughs) We're heirs together of this grace. He's preaching with me. (laughs) And he lets me use him, his, his testimonies. But we practice being led of the Spirit, and we want to closer and closer be in this place of where our spirit won, but our souls won in uh, accessing this corporate grace, this greater grace that God has for us together. So we're practicing. Okay, we've got two ways we're going to uh, minister down in West Tennessee, a church down there, and we've got two ways that we can leave our house, we can either go this way or this way, and, uh, but God, which do you want? See, you practice in the little things. Don't wait till you got something big and uh, you don't have faith for. See, you practice and you operate by faith all the time. So, okay, which way are we going? We believe, we receive, we know which way to go. And this has been a little while, okay, so, <laughs> but... We're going, and we're uh, uh, so fatly the head of the house. He says, he didn't even say anything. Just started going off this way. I said, well, okay. All right. I'll make that adjustment inside of me. And I'll get an agreement here. I'm telling you, construction, lines, waiting. 
I said, family, I said, are you sure that this is what was in your heart, what God was directing? He said, well, and see, this is this how to get our souls renewed to who we are. He says, well, I felt like we ought to go this way. But, now listen, this is how we used to think in religion. But if it's me, it must be wrong. So I'll go, so we'll go this way. I said, did you hear what you said? You said, if it's you, it must be wrong. No, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If it's me, it's got to be right. Hallelujah. All this, we're going through that uh, construction, all this oppression and heaviness. And I'm going, I'm not going to drive five hours in this stuff, you know. And that's when he said, no, if it's me. I said, did you hear what you said? As soon as I said, if it's you, it must be right. Pow. All that oppression demonic uh, pressure, all that stuff left. We went five hours like it was a one hour. I mean, the Holy Ghost was on us. We're laughing, having a good time the whole time. Amen. Amen. Do I need to change this or do something? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You want me to change this? I could put a time like or something if you want me to. So in Acts, so that's, I just wanted to impress on you what God is saying here. And he says... For, so if we will talk, he said, if you will preach forgiveness of sins and inheritance, then their eyes will be open and they'll be able to receive deliverance from darkness into light and the authority. From darkness to light is the, is the born again spirit. But the authority of Satan has been in that worldly I owe, I owe, it's off to work I go. That is the devil's system. Working for a living instead of giving for a living. There's, an, there's another system that God has for us. And the more, and you got, I'm telling you, you have to press through in your soul. See? To be delivered out of money controlling your life instead of God. See? Okay, who's making the decision? Money or God? See how, see how subtle the enemy can be? Well, I don't know if I can make it to church. After all, I've got to go to work in the, in the morning, you know. And uh, that gas needle's kind of down. And there's more month than there has been paycheck. And... I'm just going to, I guess I'm going to have to get another job and get more. Hallelujah. We're free. See? The more we, but see, in your spirit is the righteousness of God. 
your spirit is right. You just got to deliver your soul out of the darkness up into the light. There's a realm of light where we can deliver our souls, set soul salvation. Whenever you see salvation in the Word of God, it's talking primarily about your soul. Why? Because these letters were not written to people that were not born again. They're already saved in their spirit. They're delivered. They're born again. We got to get our souls up here, see? Well, you say, well, why didn't God just save our souls when he saved our spirit? Because he doesn't want puppets. He wants people that will decide to save him. That will choose to believe. That will choose to forgive. That will make choices to give. Hallelujah. And not just do it because it we're robots. What are you doing? What is doing? We serve God. We love you, Lord. No, he wants it coming out of your heart. Choices to choose God. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we find here in, um, amen. Okay. Huh? You want to take this off? Okay. Well, you have to undo me here. Right? Okay. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. Ah, ha, ha. Thank you. Praise God. Didn't need that tail wagon. <laughs> okay. So look here. We got to move on because I got at least three more sermons to preach. No, just kidding. But see, this is so important because this is your corporate assignment. It's not your fault. God chose you because he knows that you'll have faith for it, and you will choose to deliver your soul. Watch this. And the inheritance. So it's absolutely imperative for you to get your soul delivered into the light to manifest this supernatural supply system through the inheritance that God has reserved for you from before the foundation of the world that matches who your born-again spirit is. See? Got it? You understand that? You, you're going to learn understand more of who you are in Christ the more you get your soul. God is going to lead you how to save your soul into this reality. And the body needs it. And this is what you call bankrupting the devil. Because his system, he can't control you with his system anymore. Because you're tapped into another system. And it doesn't matter what the world's financial system does. You've got another system that you're operating in. And it starts with the tithe. The windows of heaven are open over you. And you'll not tithe in vain because you are getting a hold of what God is saying to you. In your heart. You're going to apply it to your soul. Amen. Forgiveness of sins and an inheritance. Now watch this. Among those which are sanctified by faith that is in me. You spirit, you are created in righteousness and true holiness. That's you. That's the real you. 
Now your soul has to be recreated by you renewing it, renovating your soul, and bringing it up into that sanctified. You know what sanctified means? Huh? Set apart. It means made holy. But I see right here, the more we... uh, the more we understand holiness, there's an inheritance connected with that. Wow. <laughs> so it's just not trying to do something right on the outside, but there's a soul salvation that because God's right living for us. See, righteousness is right standing before God. Holiness is right living. Now, how are you going to live right without your inheritance from God? Oh, somebody, somebody, somebody laugh because you know you can't do it in your own strength. It's by the grace of God. (laughs) Turn over to Acts 20 and uh, let's go to verse 32. Okay. Let's go to Acts 20 and see the same thing because now see Paul's preaching this. And you, whenever you read the New Testament letters, remember where he's coming from. You know, you always have to know, well, you know, where, where are they coming from with this? You look at a contract and say, you know, where are they coming from? Amen? Uh, Miss Charlotte's been helping us with... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, getting some taxes straightened out, you know. And she's telling me, I said, now, how does this work? You know, she said, well, we had to, we had to read it and study it because she said, we had to know where's the government coming from in this thing. See, right? Am I right? Have to know where the go- You got to know what, what's, what's there. What's it come behind it? Okay. And so what's behind what Paul preaches and teaches is the body of Christ knowing who they are in Christ and recreating their soul in that image so that they can flow in this inheritance because he knows the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. And where heirs the seed, the promise, the promise, the inheritance to Abraham and we are his seed, is that we would be heirs of the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You might as well laugh. (laughs) Because you can't possibly do this in your own strength. That means God gets all the glory for your life. And in Acts 20 and 32, he says, And now, brethren, And I pray this over covenant partners every day because I say, Father, I commend our covenant partners to you, God, and to the word of your what? Grace. Grace. God's ability, which is able to build you up and to give you I said, give you an inheritance among all those which are made holy. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Are you seeing this? It's powerful. Awesome. Glory to God. And there were three things, you know, when Pastor Kim preached and gave her testimony. And I'm sure all of you are working that in Jesus' name. Amen. But what was the first one? She said, uh, keep your joy. Hear the voice of God. And build your faith. But now, keep your joy. Remain, abide in the joy. Okay? That's very important. But how do we do that? Well, for one thing, you got to know that the joy is who you are. Okay? That is part of your recreated, express image of Jesus Christ's nature. It's the fruit of... Of your spirit. And all these spiritual fruits are anointings. And they are things that can be developed in our life. But it has the way they're developed and how that has expression is your life. With your soul, see, being saved into that reality. And how does that happen? You have the creative ability in your words just like your Father God. That's right. That's right. Okay? So when you speak, when God speaks, it is. No doubt. When you speak, it is in your soul. Amen? And you are recreating and fashioning your soul according to that image. So that when confusion, frustration, when this, that happens, and you say... Come on, soul. <laughs> Glory to God, I have, I have a sound mind. I'm a quick understanding. I have the mind of Christ. I have a sound mind. You know, devil comes along. Well, you're getting pretty forgetful, don't you know? You forgot where you put your keys. What are you going to do about that? And how about that? I mean, he's just always trying to, you know, say, <clears throat> my soul is getting saved today. <laughs> And you find that word that pertains to whatever situation because it's just a soul issue. It's not you. See, soul sal- the, the salvation of the soul and the understanding of this is so that you can be more objective about your soul. See? Because in the soul realm is where the defeated devil tries to control. That's how he cr- tried. He didn't just try. He was controlling you through your soul in the past. Okay? And so he built strongholds in your soul about who you are and what you can do and how to not all this, right? But now you're tearing down all those strongholds. And the way he tries to still control is that the, um, the strongholds are memories. And those memories will have emotional response to them. And it's the emotional response that he tries to stir up to put a tourniquet on your soul so that the life that's in your spirit can't get to your physical life. This is who you are in Christ. And there's no limit to what your spirit can do. The only thing that limits is the soul, the tourniquets that the defeated devil tries to stir up and use to put a tourniquet. If you've ever known anyone 
that has suffered from clinical depression and has had to be on medication or whatever, they will tell you, I've, several people have told me this, that it feels like a band is around their head. They can actually feel that around their head. See? And with that, and that determines how much of God that you... <laughs> Jesus said, ye are gods. And how much what God has created you and recreated you in his image can get to the physical realm. And that includes inheritance. See? Uh, restored body is your inheritance. You may have messed up your body in the past in that sin, time of sin. That Let's say that uh, previous resident. <laughs> the old Jew that was, that was crucified. And you're putting on the new man on your soul. You're putting it off the uh, soul. You're putting the old man off of your soul. And you're putting the new man, the new who you are, on your soul. And that's going to loose these tourniquets when there's no more emotional response, no more tourniquets. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, how do you do that? Well, you got to get the last two lessons. <laughs> no, every time something tries to rise up, nope, that's not me. I'm dead to that. That's not me. I'm dead to that. That's not me. I'm dead to that. That's not. I mean, you may have tears flowing down your face. It may be painful when that devil brings that thought and that video and what you used to do and whatever, and you just want to cry. But no, you go, ah, that's not me. I'm dead to that. That's not me. I'm dead. You can outlast the devil. <laughs> Look. <clears throat> All you have to do is praise him for three to five minutes, and it'll leave, okay? And then it comes back, you start praising again. And, you know, pretty soon he'll get, he'll get tired of getting his head smacked. You see? Surely you can praise God for three minutes. Surely five minutes isn't too long. Surely we just went an hour in here almost praising and worshiping our God. Surely. Because the joy of the Lord is the most powerful force to dissolve those emotional responses. I don't care what it is. I don't care what happened to you. I don't care what you did. Those, uh, the joy will dissolve that emotional response. Remember the wicked wisdom? I'm melting. I'm melting. It's melting. It'll not have dominion over you, right? So this joy, force of joy, go to Nehemiah chapter 8. Nehemiah 8. And we're going to move along here because this is so powerful what God's given me for you. And Nehemiah, <clears throat> Nehemiah is so excited. He's got all this has happened, supernatural. They built these walls around Jerusalem in 52 days and all the people are one and they've come together to hear the wording, hear the reading of the word but as soon as he starts reading everybody starts crying 
say, wait a minute, what you crying? They're just seeing how far short they come. They're looking at that word and they're comparing their, their old life with what this word says. And they're going, we've fallen so far short. How are we ever going to get to where we're really, really right with God? And they're crying about their ability. But Nehemiah says, don't look at your ability. Look at God's ability. Forget your ability. That's pride. That's not humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God. This is the mighty hand of God. When God says, be strong and of a good courage. Hey, that's what I am. Be bold. Hey, I'm bold. No, no more, you know, uh, shy. I thought I was shy, but now I found out I'm bold as a lion. Bold as a lion. Hallelujah. You may not feel bold as a lion, but what's that got to do with what God says about you? You dissolve in that old shy person. That previous residence evicted. Dead, gone. Amen? And so, here we are. So he said, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, you got the wrong idea of what holy is. Okay? Because you're trying to be holy in your own strength. <laughs> but all you got to do is find out what God says. <laughs> and then he's going to he give you grace to touch the mercy. <laughs> the mercy is the creative power of God's love that will recreate lungs, recreate hearts, recreates every organ in your body, recreate your life. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, this day, he says, then he said to them, verse 10, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet. In other words, party. You know, <laughs> thank God, party for who you are in him. Amen. And the old will just shrink and wither away. Send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. That's uh, giving, 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 giving. For this day is holy unto our Lord. We're going to find out what a holy day is. Do you know what? That's where we get our uh, word holiday. See? Neither be sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So when you're strong in the word, the word says, uh, Jeremiah 15, 16, your words were found. Who I am and the inheritance that's prepared for me. Your words were found and I did eat them. Eat them. Chew on it. Because what you eat is what you are. <laughs> in three levels <laughs> I'll eat them I'll eat your word I'll eat it and your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart because I'm called by your name oh Lord God of hosts oh angel armies glory to God you got a new name 
Amen. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. So take this because God, you're in covenant with God. And so who he is is who you are. <laughs> now you're not the creator, okay? But you are the createe. <laughs> and God just happened to create you in his own image. <laughs> and it's not your fault. You didn't choose that. Because if you were choosing who you should be, it'd be some kind of little old worm, uh, uh, unworthy and uh, not able to do anything and just, just well, God in his mercy. See, you got to know mercy is the creative power of God's love. Hallelujah. Amen. i got to quit there. and you got to keep moving here. Okay. So, <clears throat> this day is holy. So, the Sabbath... God made in his law. He made people rest so I can heal you and deliver you and do all kinds. See, a holy day is when God comes in and finishes the work. God comes in and says, okay, performance time. You just enter the rest. Remember the, remember the uh, pen? Oh, Robert brought the pen. You believe you receive that new house, okay? And you've got word on it. And God brought this word to you, and you sought the word. And look at that. We live in peaceable habitation, sure dwellings, quiet resting places. Hallelujah. The habitation of the upright is blessed. Wealth and riches are in my house. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And you're finding and you're getting and finally up inside. Ooh, I know I've got this thing. And I release my faith. I believe I receive that new house. And now, let's see. What can I do? I can get another job. Maybe I'll move magician. I'll go over here. No, I just, well, you know, I'm so busy, I can't even get to church anymore. Maybe on Sunday, but, you know, what's happened? You believe you receive, but you're taking the care. You're carrying, you're trying to work it out. What does the word say? Abraham being fully persuaded that what God had promised, his inheritance, your new house is your inheritance, glory to God. Your house is your inheritance. And what he uh, fully persuaded that what he had promised, he is able to perform it. If I just believe I receive and I give the care over to God. But now if I start worrying about it, if I start caring about it, if I start trying to figure it out. No, you see, you can't let your thoughts touch that. Anymore. Because if your thoughts and you start figuring and you start calculating what you can do and how this is going to happen, and I don't know what God, how, how could God possibly do that? No, you're the righteousness of God and it's your inheritance and you've claimed it because God gave you that word and you're speaking that word, renewing your, saving your soul into that reality. Hallelujah. And you do not let your thoughts touch that house again. Except maybe to decorate it. <laughs> or whatever it is. Some kind of relationship. See? 
that went wrong or, or something that I, up, oh. up, oh. 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 nope, got to give that to God. I choose to forgive. I choose to forgive. <clears throat> Let's go to Mark 11, uh, 24 and 25, okay? Because we believe in, we receive. So we got that, there it is. I'll tell you, media is faster than I am. All right. Let's go to 23 first. And after all, 22 says, <laughs> have God's faith. Have the faith of God. Have, have uh, uh, faith in God. God's going to do this thing for you. Why? Because you're his beloved. God's answer said in them, have, have faith in God. Hey, have faith in God. For verily I say to you, the whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Okay, now let me tell you what a mountain is. It's a vision blocker in your soul called a stronghold with emotional response. Where you can't see what your inheritance is. Because there, every time you come up to, well, I'd like to believe that. Well, I'd like, well, that, that'd be nice. And you got a vision blocker. You've got a stronghold, and God will show it to you. He's with you in this. With emotional response, and every time uh, Pastor Jonathan tries to talk about, I mean, he'll, get, he'll preach you way out there. And you're going, <laughs> wish I could do that. <laughs> That's just too far out there. Vision blocker. Because when you were little or when you was growing up or whatever happened, something, you were in that store and you wanted that. Hey, look at this, mama. How about this big old swimming pool over here? Come here, baby. You know we can't afford that. You can't weep. Well, I can't afford that. Well, I can't afford that. Mama said. Mama said. How many of you know? Mama said. Mama's gospel. We love mama. But mama get needs to get delivered too. And if we manifest what God has promised us, our supernatural supply system, mama gets saved in her soul. Hey, that's what. Yeah, but. <laughs> when I was. Uh, Fantley's mother, uh, oh, she loved God. But she was in a church that, you know, didn't believe in faith. Now, how can you not believe in faith? How can you not believe in believing? Okay, but anyway. And she had this book called Seduction of Christianity, and it was all about Hagen's and the you know, Copeland's and how they were uh, seducing people away from the true gospel of holiness. And, <laughs> and, so, and so she had a stroke, and she lived with us for about uh, four months while she's recovering, okay? And we're praying about, you know, how to handle mama here, all right? And so, but we keep the word going. We're praying. We're praising, worshiping God. The atmosphere is full of the presence of the Lord. Days of heaven on earth. Hallelujah. 
And so I'm fixing some kind of dinner, something like that. And she's sitting there. Now, this is back in the days when we had tapes, okay, cassette tapes. We had a cassette tape in there going to uh, Brother Copeland, right? And, it's, and she's just sitting there listening to it the whole time. Flip the tape. She wants to listen to the rest, listen to the whole thing. And she turned right around to me and she said, I'm glad somebody's finally preaching what I believed all my life. <laughs> Mama's going to say it. Mama's going to say it. Amen. Am I right about it? Glory to God. I'm glad somebody's finally preaching what I believed. Why? Because it witnessed to the express image of Jesus Christ that was inside of her. We just got to get our souls in position. Glory to God so God can perform what he has said. It's not about us. It's about us choosing to deliver our souls out of darkness into his marvelous light, into that spirit of that place of light and peace. And then God can perform what he said. Why? Because the tourniquets are loosed. And the spiritual inheritance goes As soon as uh, in heaven, as soon as a pear is plucked, another one's there. My uh, uh, family, you were going <laughs> to. No, he, <clears throat> we didn't know all this years ago. So he developed some problems with his hip, and the, it got to the point where he really felt like the leading of the Lord was going to have hip replacement, okay? So you got to go through the you know, pre. Uh, surgical stuff and primary care doctors and all this kind of stuff, which is fine, you know. We just loaded up a basket of goodies and we had a party everywhere we went. And we'd give people a sack of goodies and, you know, oh, thank you. I so appreciate what you do. You know, people need to be appreciated, you know. This place where we go in and we're signing the papers and she's saying, okay, this is what you owe. And, they, and we looked at that and we said, glory to God, what a deal. Hallelujah. We get all of this for just that? Wow. And she goes, she said, I've never heard anybody say that. And we gave her a bag of goodies, and we found out all about her life, and we prayed for her because she needed, you know. But we were having fun, and I can't tell you all the testimonies on that because we're on something else. But when we were at the uh, primary care doctor's office, he said, well, you know, you go in the hospital a lot, and you really should have a flu shot. And he wasn't talking about the COVID he's talking about because that wasn't any, you know. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, the the regular, <laughs> the common. So we got home, and he, um, after you know, I don't know, fixing dinner or something, he said, "Elizabeth, I'm kind of feeling queasy in my stomach." Are we praise the Lord, Hallelujah! We start praising God. I mean, that thing it just left instantly. Amen. Didn't take three minutes. But I felt like the atmosphere wasn't quite settled, you know. We can do a little better than this. I said, uh, you, you know, just 
lie down on the bed just for a minute and start working some righteousness. Wicked work and deceitful work, but him who sows righteousness shall be a sure reward. He rewards me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands as he recompensed me, my righteousness. So we're, you know, just kind of working. And I'm still praising the Lord. I'm still praising the Lord. Praise, praise. And then suddenly, the whole atmosphere changes like heaven. And so I go in, I say, hey, we're, and he's up, he's uh, going to take a shower or whatever. He took his shirt off, and he had this big lump on his arm, on, you know. And I said, well, I said, that doesn't belong to you. And he looks over at it, and as soon as I touch it, it's gone. It's gone. Now watch. Watch, this is how the soul can interrupt things. Now, I are a doctor, okay? <laughs> Animals, all right? Now, <laughs> and um, so I know what all's going on. Immune response, you know, get a vac- uh, uh, some kind of vaccine, immune response. It'll go, be gone a week or two, la-di-da. If I started saying those, because he had no remembrance of ever having any kind of uh, response, immune response like that. He just looked at it and he thought, all he could remember was uh, when he uh, would go to the Y, some people in there, they'll do certain kind of weights and it'll make muscles do look funny. You know, they just get, and he said he saw this one guy, he had, had, a, had a muscle out like that, and that's all he could remember. That's the memory, see? He didn't have a memory stronghold of a swelling due to a, an immune response. So, and we'd been praising God, we're in this righteousness praise realm, and so God's will could be done instantly, see? It was just gone. I could have been talked into it never having been there. Okay? And that's the way when we get our souls in the light and then God can do those things as in heaven, so on earth. Okay? So that's the way we're supposed to operate. As soon as you write a check, it's right back in your account. And a hundredfold is coming on response. And you start confessing that. When a bill comes in the mail, you lay your hands on it. Say, glory to God. God provides all my needs according to his riches and glory. The God of missions and partnerships supplies all of my needs. Hallelujah. I'm rich through his poverty, through supernatural supply, according to his riches and glory. You just get your confession going, laying hands on that. And when you write the check or whatever you do, you just lay hands on it and say, Thank you, Lord, that you uh, are replacing this just as fast as it's going out. As soon as I eat this pear, there's another pear there. (laughs) So you start saying that. Because it's by your words, you are recreating your soul in the image of Jesus Christ who you are. And that's where this uh, Mark eleven twenty two through 25 is all about. Jesus had just cursed the fig tree and it withered up from the root. And I mean instantly. <clears throat> he was walking in days of heaven on earth. He was showing people how this, this system's supposed to work. 
feeding 5,000 people with two, you know, five loaves and two fish. As soon as he broke it, it was back again. As soon as he broke it, it was back again. It was heaven manifesting. It was like the lump just immediately disappeared. The bread instantly comes. As soon as he used it, it was back again. He could have fed the whole earth with that anointing. There's no limit to the woman pouring the oil. Got that instruction from heaven. And he, she, she could have filled up that whole Mediterranean Sea with oil. They just ran out of vessels. Come on, sons. You've been raised better than that. You know there's more vessels than that in this place. You better raise your children up to think about abundance or they'll stop bringing you vessels when it's pouring. We got to stay in the flow. Come on now. Heaven on earth. The barrel of, the, uh, barrel of meal never ran out. As soon as they used it, it's back in the account. As soon as they used I'm telling you, they opened a bakery and fed that whole region. Because everybody's looking for food and they can get a right good price for it. You know, that's how it works. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is what I'm talking about. The inheritance that God has already reserved for you, the righteousness of God, the express image of Jesus Christ to flow with. You can't complete what God has ordained you to do in this earth without it. It's impossible. It's impossible for you to work enough jobs. It's impossible for you to get enough promotion. It's impossible. I don't care if you're a CEO of every uh, whatever hotel in this place. It's not enough to complete the, the job that God has for you to do to inherit the earth, to bankrupt the devil, hallelujah, to change nations with one check or whatever. Are you hearing me, brother? Do you understand this? It's got to get this thing changed. Because you got it in you. You got it in you. Say, I got it in me. And my soul is saved today. So you stop calling that unsaved soul me and I and using all those personal pronouns. Personal pronouns are for God. I feel like preaching in this place today. I'm about ready to release a power of God in this thing. Accelerated restoration of souls in this place. An acceleration where you just, yes, you agree and suddenly, woo! Pastor Jonathan's introducing us to Warren and <laughs> and I misunderstood what her name was and I thought it was Excel. I said, well, no wonder you're prospering so much. <laughs> you married Excel. <laughs> well, every one of us have married Excel. 
And he said, the works I do shall you do also. And greater works shall you do, which is the restitution of all things. This is what God has created you to do. No, he set it up. He came here and he took it all and he paid the price. And he recreated you in his own image. And he said, now, greater work shall you do. You're going to open the blind eyes, open the deaf ears, lame or walking, cancers cursed and cast out, dead or raised. But I'm telling you, you're going to do the greater works that I've set it up for you to do. That's why they sent the women, glory to God, into Egypt and said, Spoil the Egyptians. Take all the gold and all the raiment. Hallelujah. Why? Bride of Christ, go in and take all the gold and all the silver and bankrupt that devil. Hallelujah. The restitution of all things is at hand and you have been ordained with an assignment to be on the cutting edge of this thing. Why do you think the devil wants to try to come in and try to mess with you so much? He's afraid of you. He's trembling. Even the devil knows that God is in this place. And he trembles. Because he's putting his action to his faith. He's going into the lake of fire sooner than later. That's right. There it is. And the fire in this place is hotter than hell, I tell you what. He's going in there to cool off, glory to God, because we're giving him hell. Hallelujah. And we're getting the hell out of our souls, glory to God. Hallelujah. Y'all just settle down in here. But I'm speaking by the Holy Ghost into your assignment this morning. I said it's your assignment. It's not your fault. You wouldn't have chosen this in a million years in your own strength. But God's putting it all in one year. Hallelujah. How much do you want to serve God in righteousness and true holiness? Then you'll be in here every time these doors are open and you're going to be excited on the way. I don't care if you feel like it or not. you waking up in the morning and you're going, oh, I'm excited to be with you. Hallelujah. And you're going to count it all joy when you encounter various trials and temptations. Because when the wicked rise up as the grass, it's just that they would be destroyed forever. Hey, another challenge. Glory to God. It's time for joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. You're like slapping somebody. Robert's just dressed too nice. How? Slap some prosperity on you. We've only gotten to one. Okay, we got to do the other three. I'm just kidding you. Hallelujah. 
of Matthew in chapter 25, if you dare. We can do this thing. In Christ, we can do it. In Christ. Be any man, any woman, be in Christ. He, she's a new creation. Old things of the old, old ways of doing things, old ways of thinking, all the old ways are passed away. So let it go. Let it go. Let it go. You know, somebody came in, I don't know. They said, I've been feeling all this about feelings. I said, well, get over it. <laughs> get over it. Right? Okay, Matthew chapter 25. I'm interested to see what God's going to say. This is the Holy Ghost in here. I don't know if you, yeah. I can't do this. My own strength. <clears throat> 25. Oh, you know what? <laughs> we'll go back there. We're going to go back to Mark 11. But <clears throat> let's do, because I want to make sure everybody's in this boat with us. <laughs> it's a good ride. Okay, we'll come back to Matthew 25. Hold your place there. We're going right back. I want you to see this in your Bible. You know, Jesus would say that. He said, this is what it says in your Bible, are ye not God? Are ye, did God, he said, ye are gods, right? He said, this is in your Bible. So this is in Mark 11. And he, we, we got off on the vision blockers is what we happened. See? See? So the more you search and destroy the old memory strongholds that have emotional response to them, the more you will be able to see your inheritance. And if you see it, you can have it. Okay? So if you say, mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, it will obey you. That means I don't care how strong the emotions are, it will obey you. It's just natural stuff, and you are spiritual. No, it doesn't feel like it. I'm very strong. Well, see, that's where faith comes in. Faith's a more powerful force than feelings, see? <clears throat> now, Mark 11, okay. So say to that mountain, be removed, cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart, see? That And what are you supposed to not doubt? Don't doubt that what you say comes to pass. Because if you doubt what you say comes to pass, then you won't have what you say. Okay? All right. That's just a little side note. I won't charge you for that. All right. Just kidding. <laughs> he shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore, okay, now Jesus saying... Because of this spiritual law that works all the time, every time, for whoever will work it, you know, it'll even work for heathen to a certain extent, okay? Because it's spiritual law, all right? But now he says, okay, now I'm going to say something uh, activating this law right now, okay? So what I'm going to say something, and I believe what I say comes to pass, 
And then he says, therefore, because he's doing something special for his bride. Therefore, I say, <clears throat> what things soever you desire, when you pray, <clears throat> believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Look, it's not going to be 10 years now. It's not going to be three, you know. Immediately. Immediately. I married Excel. <laughs> oh, Warren, you better look out. But you don't know what's in store for you. <laughs> I'm just playing here. Okay, <clears throat> what things soever you, you believe you receive that new house, you believe you receive even that new, uh, you know, I don't call jobs job, I call it assignments because that's not the source. You have just recompense for what you do, but you've got a supernatural supply system that's, uh, that you're learning how to operate, see, all right? And so... <clears throat> So you believe you receive. God's moved on your heart. No, you, you, you've been doing that and been faithful there. Now I want you to go over and do that. Now here's your soul. Well, you haven't, you haven't been to school. You hadn't gone. You're not qualified for that. What do you think? You, how do you think you're going to do that? Well, you don't know anything about that. What you, ah! Come here, soul. We're getting rid of that vision blocker. We're getting rid of that mountain. Be removed and cast in the sea. No, I can see my inheritance. Glory to God. I got the mind of Christ. What's smarter than that? Why well, can you go to school and learn the mind of Christ? I got grace. God said. It's not my fault. You go into that interview. <laughs> and you're going, and here comes your soul again. No. So, look. So, you just don't say anything. I don't want to hear, hear from you, soul. You come up here, I'll protect you. You got to talk to your soul because it'll go off, you know. And you know, no, soul, no, no, no. Uh -uh. Bless the Lord, soul. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Bless the Lord. See? See? But when you believe you receive and you shall, it will come to pass. But the time, see, is being shortened, shortened all the time. So you better get the fruit of the Spirit strong in your life, like the joy of the Lord, so you can't be offended, and so you're not going to get into strife, and so you're not going to try to argue, and you're not going to try to prove your point. Forget all that. Just give it to the Lord. He'll make it all right. Leave it there. See, as long as you're working, God's resting. He doesn't want to rest. He's, he, you know. <clears throat> but if you enter into that rest of not allowing your thoughts to go there anymore, then God can work. God's working on it as long as you're resting. Okay? So it was in the song. We started a song about a soul resting. I believe we did. Remember? All right. <clears throat> I told you there were sermons in those. There were one of those. I said, my goodness, Olivia's got that preaching anointing on her. Now I'm just, okay. All right. Now watch. You shall have it. And 
When you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. Now watch this carefully. Oh, well, I'm, you know, God's up there on the throne. Well, I'm not going to forgive them. Look at that. Look at that. They haven't forgiven this. I'm not forgiving them. No, it's not. God's not withholding his love. That's what forgiveness is. It's love. Okay? Love is forgiveness. See? That's how you release that anointing of love is you forgive. Okay? Now watch. Forgiving, how is it that, how is it that the forgiveness of God and the love of God is cut off? from a person it's when they won't let it flow the action of faith for being having been forgiven is to forgive so when you forgive then the flow from heaven his love is flowing to you and through you see everything that you do by faith has to have action with it. So this is what came to me, is that some people have trouble forgiving themselves. Now why would a person have trouble forgiving themselves according to this spiritual law that we're looking at? It's because there may be someone that they haven't forgiven. Maybe they haven't been flowing in forgiveness. See? Because you got to let it flow. If you let it flow, then God will get to you what he can get through you. So if you're having trouble forgiving yourself about something, well, step it up in forgiving that person that cuts you off in traffic. The glory to God, I forgive them in the name of Jesus. Draw on their hearts today. Convict them of their need for you. Jesus, bring them into the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Deliver another one out of hell. Praise God. Hallelujah. I mean, there's plenty of excuses to forgive. <laughs> you know, that person packing up your groceries and the bag of lettuce is on the bottom, all crushed and... <clears throat> Eggs, yeah. yeah. So, hey, just look for opportunities to release that forgiveness. And it doesn't have to be something that's done to you. See? Somebody goes speeding past you and you're doing the, dry, you're doing the speed limit, right? You say, glory to God, I forgive them. In the name of Jesus, draw on their hearts today. Convict them their need for you. Because there's a bunch of heathen out there, you know. And they, they, that may be the first time that person has ever been presented to God for forgiveness. Am I right about it? So God may have had them speed, speed by you just so he could hear, forgive them, Lord, and they know not what they do. Jesus has given us the power to forgive. He said the sins you forgive or you remit are remitted. And the sins that you don't remit are not remitted. 
And if you want to be forgiven, you want to flow in that forgiveness from God. See, how are you ever going to hold anything against yourself or have trouble forgiving yourself if you're going around forgiving, releasing that forgiveness? Well, that's what the love is. We good? Is that okay? Is that okay, Pastor Jonathan? Now, see, that is shining again. Mercy. That creative power. Wow. Okay. All right. We're in, we're in uh, Matthew 25. <clears throat> Would you open that for me? Thank you. Okay, Matthew 25. Yeah, see, so it could spill on you and not me. Right? Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Robert. I'm, can I use this to kind of? Y'all are something. All right. Matthew 25, and we're in this um, testimony that, that Jesus is giving. He's saying, uh, so the kingdom of heaven is like as a man traveling to a far country. And he calls his servants and delivers them his goods, okay? So he's talking about money here, all right? And what we're going to do, and I'm sure everyone is familiar with this uh, story. But he gave some five, some two, and another one, according to their several ability. In other words, how much they had their soul <clears throat> delivered into this inheritance reality, okay? Now, so, <clears throat> because you're only, you're only able as much as you have recreated your own soul in the image of Jesus Christ who you are. Am I right about it? Mm -hmm. So, now see, I'm acting like I knew that all the time. That just came from heaven. because of the assignment that's on this church that things like that come forth. See? See? <clears throat> so, uh, and so, verse 20, so he that had received five talents came and brought other five, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Behold, I have gained besides them five talents more. Verse 21, his Lord said unto him, well done. Thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. That sounds pretty good to us, you know. <laughs> Gotta get our souls up here, huh? You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you. Okay? So he's going to release something here that's going to start making this guy Rule over much, right? I will make you ruler over many things. Now, God's many is a whole lot more than just a bunch. <clears throat> Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Wow. In other words, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Okay? And the devil always wants to uh, drain 
your strength from your soul. Because, see, that joy is up here. I'm going to turn this over again because we get extra time today. All this joy. But the defeated devil with emotional response to bad memories puts a tourniquet around here where the joy isn't quite what it needs to be to operate in your new inheritance that God has for you. See? So when you get rid of and dissolve by not claiming those old habits and old ways of thinking and old, see, that's not me. I'm dead to that. That's not me. No, I refuse fear. I refuse lack. I refuse. I rebuke you, fear. I rebuke you, lack. I rebuke you. That's a spirit, folks. And uh, when you get rid of those and dissolve, and you know, you might do good, do really well for a while. And then it tries to come back. Who do you think's trying to bring that back? Huh? Say a defeated devil? See, he wants you defeated like he is. Amen? So you attack it because every time you go to another level, hey, God, the devil doesn't have anything new. So he's going to pretend like you still that old, th- old thing you were and you're just laughing at him now. See? You're laughing and he said, what are you laughing about? He said, you said I wasn't going to be rich. Ha, 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 ha. Say, that's right. You're never going to be rich. Ha, 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 ha. And you, you just keep laughing. Ha, 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 ha. What are you laughing at? You said I was never going to be rich. That's right. You're never going to be rich. Ha, 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 ha. Here he comes again. What you laughing at? I'm laughing at you, defeated devil, because you said I was not, I'm not going to get rich. I don't have to get rich. Jesus already got it for me. Ha, 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 ha. I'm already, that's who I am. That makes you want to laugh right there. Okay. So the joy breaks those, dissolves those strongholds faster than anything. I'm talking about the unconditional joy. That's who you are. I'm talking about the spiritual joy. I'm talking about the perpetual joy that comes from heaven and does not depend on feelings or circumstances is your strength. And he said, now the joy of the Lord. In other words, when the increase starts coming into your life, are you going to start figuring out in your soul now how to use that increase? Oh, great, we can go to the Bahamas. Yay! I see that not, may not be some treat for Florida people. Uh, let me think of something else. Hey, we can go to Kentucky. Woo! <laughs> I don't know. What if what if Florida people get excited? Mountains. Okay, we got some mountains in Kentucky. Oh, some beautiful places. Oh, glory to God. I got me a mountain chateau or whatever. Yeah. Okay. 
So you're not going to decide, well, I'm sorry, Pastor Jonathan, we're not going to be here for a couple weeks because, you know, God's just blessed us and we're going to take a vacation and we're going to go out to... Did God say? Are we now operating in the flesh? Have you begun in the spirit and being perfected in the, by the flesh? you got to acknowledge God in all of your ways because he might want that million dollars he brought into your life to pass right through. He's got a destiny for that. Amen. And you got to find out. But, I, but when would I get, ever get another million dollars? What? We're talking about a flow. As soon as the pear's eaten, there's another one right there. Am I right about it? You understand what we're saying? So he's so we got to be faithful in the few things with the joy of the Lord. And that, see, the money doesn't make us joyful. Oh, it can make you look glad, okay. But I'm talking about a spiritual force in your spirit. It cannot, it cannot, it can't give you what God can give you. It can't give you what Jesus can give you. It can't give you what the Holy Ghost can give you. You can't, the joy of the Lord is something good. It'll do you good, make you glad. That money can't buy. I don't care how much, see, I don't care how much pressure the defeated devil tries to put on your soul. I got the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord. I got the joy, 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 joy of the Lord. I got the joy of the Lord. <laughs> so, the, see, the, the Lord has to remain your chiefest joy. To where there's nothing in this natural realm that can draw your soul away. See? Before you, can, you, before you qualify to handle the inheritance that God has for you. You got that? Okay, now you can start your watches. We're going to start our sermon here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go to John 15 because what Pastor... Um, Kim told you is, you got the joy. You have to remain in the joy, okay? So that's what I'm going to teach you for the next 15 minutes, and we'll be through in just a little bit. Just gave somebody some hope because your stomach's growling. <laughs> I desire your word more than my necessary food, right? Hope you all get something out of this. John in chapter... 15, I might have to go back and listen to this myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. So, let's go to verse 11 of John 15, and we'll go to verse 11. And it says, These things have I spoken unto you. Now, in my Bible, these chapters are in red. Okay? That means... Jesus spoke this. And he says in verse 11, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy... Oh, glory to God. Folks, come on. My joy. The joy that endured the cross. 
That joy that never failed and never never faded. That joy that went from uh, the beginning to the end. The joy that Jesus uh, developed and had manifesting in his life. He did that so he could say this and release it to you. On top of or with in in synergy, whatever that means, with the joy that you already are. Because your assignment is bigger than just you. And it's a, it's a corporate, and I'm just going to say this, but this is not where we're going today, but there is a corporate joy that we enjoy together where God can do exceeding abundantly beyond what any one of us can do in our own strength, see, a joy that accesses more grace, exceeding abundantly beyond what you personally can imagine or think. See, because it's a corporate. That's why we do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And that's coming together, but also assembling ourselves. Okay? Because God's got things for every one of us to do in this church. Amen? And so he says, these things I've spoken to you that my joy might be, might, listen, remain. Not just come and go. Remain that I spoke, these things I've spoken to you, that that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. What's that? Inheritance, folks. I'm telling you, supernatural supply system that God has, okay, by this strengthening power and down, uh, 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 endowment from heaven, a dispensation from heaven, see? And there's a dispensation of grace. You know, we're not walking in all the grace there is. So there's a, um, we better not go there. That'll be another sermon. But it's, there is a dispensation of grace that's coming on this church. It's going to, it's going to set us in position, but I'm telling you, there's responsibility with that, okay? Because you can't take that glory unto yourself, amen? And when you believe you receive, it's going to come faster than you have ever experienced before in your life. And you take it immediately to God and say, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? See? And you cast that care, humble yourself, humble your soul under the mighty hand of God, casting your care on him, for he cares for you. Okay, so there's some things he spoke in this chapter 15 that are very important for us to get a hold of that will cause that joy that he's talking to us about to remain. Okay, so the verse 1, and it's verse 1, is I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he purges and cleanses it that it might bring forth more fruit. The number one thing is you got to be connected. Got to be connected to the vine. What's the vine? The church. See? See? 
Jesus is in his church. He's interested in us doing things together as a corporate unit. You know, the bride, <laughs> the bride is one. <laughs> Amen. And so you have to be connected for this joy to remain. This kind of special joy that Jesus is talking about, you have to be connected. Every uh, Verse 3, now you are clean through the word which I spoke to you. Okay, when Jesus, when you received him as your Lord and Savior, what happened? You were recreated in the very image of Jesus Christ. But something else happened that you have to, we haven't mentioned so far, but we're going to mention it, go to a couple of scriptures, because this is vitally important. You've got to know that when you receive Jesus, his blood cleansed your conscience of an evil condemning conscience you have the righteousness of God your your conscience is purged of all guilt or all conviction of sin I'm not talking about conscious thoughts I'm talking about the voice of your spirit I'm talking about the very uh place that the the still small voice the uh, how God uh, directs you you have an unction from the Holy One you have uh, something in you that will say no don't do that go this way okay and that is your conscience let your conscience be your guide then you'll never have to hide Like Adam did. Because <laughs> his conscience bothered him big time after he sinned. Amen. Amen. But your conscience, you have now a perfectly innocent conscience by the blood of Jesus Christ. You have a perfectly innocent conscience by the blood of Jesus Christ. Let me show you one scripture on that. Hebrews, hold your place here. We'll come right back. We go to Hebrews 10, and I've got to give you a testimony because this is so important. I feel like I feel it coming up in me strong. So in Hebrews 10, and let's go straight over to verse 22. Hebrews 10 and verse 22, and it says, Let us draw near with a true heart. In full assurance of faith. How is that full assurance come forth? He's going to tell you. Having our hearts, conscience, sprinkled from an evil conscience. An evil condemning conscience. Like it just won't say... The blood is powerful for your conscience because the fruit of the Spirit flows through the conscience into our souls, the love, the joy, the peace. I was praying for somebody. Uh, it's been a little while, but the, the, it comes up as a testimony. It was powerful. This young woman <clears throat> was going to the university there that's there in Frankfurt. And she came. She had some kind of rash that had broken out, like, on her face, arms. And, um, of course, she uh, had started learning about faith and know by his stripes I'm healed. 
And she said, I just, I got to have some prayer for this. And I came up to her and I said, you're forgiven. She said, "Um, okay, but I want you to pray about this right. I said, you're forgiven. You're forgiven. And when I finally said it about the third time, you're forgiven. She got it. Something happened inside of her that released her from some sin that she hadn't gotten involved in. She raised in church, good girl, you know, but she'd gotten into a relationship with a heathen young man <laughs> at college. And, but see, her conscience bothering her to where she was just almost hating herself for all this was producing symptoms in her physical body. See? So the forgiveness is a powerful, it is the love of God. You want to define love, you know, the best and easiest ways is forgiveness. See? And she was totally healed of that rash without me praying anything about that rash at all. I did not lay hands on her. I did not speak or command that rash at all. It was just freeing her conscience. The blood has cleansed my heart of an evil condemning conscience. Glory to God. I have a perfectly innocent conscience by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. (laughs) Some of these chronic things people have been dealing with, see, they don't know this. They don't know. So, major tourniquet. The life can't flow into the soul and bring life to the physical body. Amen? Okay, let's go back. Okay. Clean. So the clean, you're clean by the word he's spoken to you, by the blood. Amen? Now, abide in me, verse 4, and I in you, As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. Okay? How is that going to happen? The joy. See, he's about to tell you. He said, you abide. Stay planted. Stay in the word. Stay in your uh, prayer life. Stay with, let Jesus help you. I am the vine. And uh, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. Same brings forth much fruit, love, joy, peace, right? But also fruit of your inheritance. See, we got, we're changing nations. We're changing nations. For without me, you can do nothing. Jesus himself said in, in John 5.30, we won't go there, but he said, I can of myself do nothing. If Jesus says that, how much more we can of ourselves do nothing? 
We can of ourselves do nothing. He said, as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. You get that John 5.30, you write that down, and you get that down in your heart, because you got to have that to flow in this supernatural wealth system that God has for you. If a man abide not in me, is cast forth at a branch and is withered. Uh-oh, see, Pastor Jonathan already preached that today. <laughs> Talked about the uh, Joel chapter 1 and, and verse 12, and the pomegranates withered, the fig trees, oh, everything's withered. Why? No joy. No joy. No joy. So he says, you abide in me, you abide in these words. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, it shall be done for you. And herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, has you know, loved me, so have I loved you. Come, uh, continue in my love. Okay, as you abide, you're forgiving, 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 forgiving. Well, they don't, they, they're not... Uh, they don't have any, you can't forgive them. And what they're doing, well, I'm not saying they're going to receive it. <laughs> I'm just getting it off of me. <laughs> That's not up to me whether they receive it or not. <laughs> well, I hope they don't receive it. No, 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 wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Did Jesus forgive them? Well, you're just his voice in the earth, right? Okay. Amen. Okay. That's how he comes down here. And this, so when you're meditating and you say, well, I've got to have that joy remain. Then you go right back here to John 15, verse 1 through 10. And you meditate on this and let God show you that truth. Amen. 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 Let me see. Okay. One more thing I'd like to give you pretty quickly because to really abide and to manifest. Let me just give you this story. This ministered to me so many, so much. When Fantley, uh, my husband, used to do stonemason work. Now, y'all don't know anything about rocks, so <laughs> you have to come to Kentucky to learn about stone. You know, you got these glue-on things, you know. <laughs> Make it look like it's stone. Oh, look at that pretty stonework. Eh, it's just glue. <laughs> it's just fake. <laughs> That's not the real thing. But he would get this, what he called green rock, out of the ground. <laughs> See, you got so much to learn. <laughs> anyway, and he'd take a 16-pound sledge, and he's not going to, he's got to get this big rock like this into small pieces that can be laid into a, a chimney or a, a rock wall or entranceway or whatever. Okay, it's got to be a certain way. And uh, so he takes that 16-pound sledge, and he's not just going to take that thing and make it happen and, ah, I'm going to get this thing. No, he just picks a point on that big rock, 
and he's going to let the hammer do the work. All he has to do is uh, lift that hammer up and position it, exactly, and let it fall. Let the weight of the hammer, does the word say in Jeremiah 23, is my word not a hammer that breaks in pieces the rock? Whatever is in your way, you're applying the word to it, but you got to do it in a rhythm. And he said, now this is how that rock breaks. You pick a point. You pick a situation or a challenge, Okay. And you get word on it. And you're going to hit that thing with the word. But you can't just hit it and take a break. And then, okay, we're going to hit it again. Because you lose momentum. Okay? Now, what happens in that rock is that you, you let that 16-pound sledge, I mean, just picking that thing up is enough. You just let it fall. And you hit it, and every time you hit it, there's a sound wave released. Bing, bing, bing. And it gets stronger. The wave, the sound wave is doing something on the inside of that rock, on the inside of that challenge, on the inside of that mountain, on the inside of what's been blocking you, what's been stopping you. It's working. And the more, and you hit it in a rhythm, you got to do it every day. You do it. You get a rhythm going. You get a rhythm going. And if you got a rhythm going, then that wave, that sound wave gets stronger and stronger. See, if you stop, then you got this little wave here. Then you got to start over. Then you got to start over. You got to start over. Are, are you kidding me? Start over? With all that I've done, is your labor yet in vain in the Lord trying to do something in the flesh? <laughs> That's not me, I'm dead to that. That's not me, I'm dead to that. That's not me, I'm dead to that. So you hit, and he says, bing, bing, by his stripes I'm healed. I'm healed by his stripes. I'm healed by his stripes. I'm redeemed from the curse. He bore that sickness. I have a new kidney. I have a new heart. Glory to God. I'm made in his image. See? Whatever. And you just keep hitting it. That same place with that word. And then pretty soon, and that vibration gets bigger and bigger in the soul world. The soul world requires rhythm for success. Okay, that's why we got so much good rhythm going on around here. Bang, bang, and then pretty soon it goes thud. Now on the outside, it looks like it's not broken. But then he just takes his foot and he goes... Taps it, it all falls apart into all these different pieces. Just like that. Just a little action to your faith. And it's gone. You got it? <clears throat> so when you first get up in the morning, you get your strategy because you're going to pray an hour in the morning. Okay? Because when you pray, if you were here for the last sessions, you know when you pray, 
you're praying your, in, your inheritance out in the spirit into this natural realm in tongues. Because we've not been given a spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that you may know the things that are freely given to you by God. So when you're praying in the spirit, you're praying your inheritance. See? And then you'll get understanding on it. See? And so you're going to pray an hour every day. Either four to five, you know, six to seven, whatever. You've got a time when you're going to hit this. Okay? But before you do that, when you get up, you got to get prepared for your prayer time. And you get up. A golly, uh-oh. Won't need that coffee this morning. I'm too excited about God. Woo, glory to God. You do this for about three minutes, five minutes, glory, and praising Him for who He is, a mighty God, an awesome, powerful God. Lord and God, you're my Lord, you're my Savior, exceeding great reward, you're my provider. Hallelujah. And you just on and on about who God is. You're my refuge, strong tower, and my deliverer, fortress, and my rock, captain of those. Lord of war, king of glory, and father of lights. Captain of the host, Lord of war, king of glory, and father of lights. Hey, (laughs) then you you get your soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me in your image. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for making me in your image. I'm an express image of Jesus Christ with a new strong heart of the new creation. And I have your heart. Thank you, Lord, for making me in your image. I'm the express image of Jesus Christ. And I have 20-20 vision. I have new eyes of the new, new creation. Hallelujah. And I have your heart. Thank you, Lord, for making me in your image. I thank you, Lord, that I am the express image of Jesus Christ. And every debt in my church is canceled in Jesus' name. I thank you. You know, you get your, your mind in a flow. You get your thoughts in that flow, see, your, your flow, your thought flow has to be up here. You got it? When your thought flow is in the light, because you're about ready to pray your inheritance into this earth realm, and God's going to show you things and get you understanding. So you get your, what, what's, what's going on in your streaming, the thoughts, see? See? Then, I like to laugh. Ha, 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 ha. He sits in the heavens, laughs. <laughs> I'm laughing with you, Lord. <laughs> you know, just a few minutes before you start praying, because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Well, I don't feel like laughing that early in the morning. <laughs> That's even funnier. <laughs> I feel the joy in this place. The joy, joy, joy. And then, uh, you know, you're praying in the Holy Ghost. Then you get in the Word, see, and God's going to show you. He's just going to, wow, look at that. Oh, when did they put that in there? (laughs) See those great and mighty things that you know not of. Thank you, Lord. You're showing me great and mighty things. That I know not of, of you 
the express image of Jesus Christ in your inheritance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel like praying for people right now. I feel the anointing coming in this place. Glory to God. If anybody's been battling any kind of uh, oppression or you've been going through something or, or uh, your soul, let me say your soul. I'm going to help your soul out. <laughs> your soul will be flooded with the joy of the Lord. Or you want to just, glory to God, you want me to just lay my hands on you for that, where my joy, these things I've spoken to you, that my joy might remain in you. This is the joy of the Lord might remain in you and that your joy would be full. We're operating in this joy in a higher level today. We're not going to bed the same as when we woke up. Understand, God's doing an accelerated work in this place. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not saying everybody, and you don't have to have been going through something. Maybe you believe you receive another level of joy. Maybe you've been having some trouble being consistent. In the inconsistency lies the power. Why? Because bang, bing, bing. Bing, you want to be more consistent. The joy is going to get it, get you. Now, let me tell you something. It's your soul that's been the problem, not you. And so you can take care of that soul. Your soul is your primary child. If you, your kids have been acting up, check what, how, what your soul's been doing. Work on your soul. Amen. That's the truth, I'm telling you. Amen. And so, if whatever, if there's something that I've said, uh, and it's not me that's speaking, it's the Holy Ghost. And if there's something that the Holy Spirit has been talking to you about, and there may be something in your life, and you've got this mountain in your soul that wants that you've been that you just need the agreement. <laughs> 